Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Cork Today. Highlights of the year. On C103. A very good morning and a happy new year to you and yours. May 2021 be a better, brighter year than 2020. Today is our final review programme where we're taking a look back at some of last year's interviews before returning to our normal programme on Monday next. Last August, I spoke with Mallow, father of two, Adrian Healy, who had just completed a lifelong ambition to swim the English Channel. I started by asking him what did it feel like when he realised he had completed his goal? Oh, God. Um I, I, do you know what? I, I was asked that question this morning, actually, as well. Um, I'm not... It was just relief, I suppose, really. Relief in in knowing that you could do something, but because of what had gone on beforehand, to actually achieve it was, it was just pure relief, really, yeah. What was, the, what was the toughest part? Um, it's funny, actually, with, with the, the amount of, I suppose, uh, issues going on in the channel at the moment, the toughest part was at the very start of the swim. You you actually have to swim into the beach to to start. So you have to raise your hands. And um, I had the pilot were in a little rib, and he was convinced there was movement on the beach. And it's three o'clock in the morning. He doesn't want to you know send you in there if there's people on this in Safar Hole. So as, as the light was shining on the beach, all we could see was these two figures moving. And then he realised it was actually our own two shadows. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so the drama of artists. So that took my mind off it. Okay. Um, I suppose the first two or three hours were the toughest, um, because you you're you know you're swimming out into the unknown. You don't know what's ahead of you. Um, you're trusting your crew. Um, and it's pitch dark. It's three a.m. in the morning. Yes, yes. It was a, an early start. Um, you start, I suppose, in the morning like that. It's it's to to meet the tides. Okay. Um, so that was the decided start. There was nine other boats gone out ahead of me, so I was I was the last boat to start on on Tuesday morning. But but you're so, swimming in the dark. Yes, yeah. swimming in the dark. Um, you have there's some unusual activity going on underneath. Um, you you get a few. Um, uh, there was interesting. There's a few fish that were letting off a bit of light that I'd never seen before in my life. Um, but the good thing about nighttime swimming, Patricia, is the, the jellyfish tend to go to sleep for a while. And nobody needs the so, jellyfish they, anywhere but, near you. Yeah, but they do wake up. <laughs> they do wake up. Um, and then they meet you around halfway across between and, the two shipping lanes. You, you meet you meet a whole lot of jellyfish, you know. And they keep you awake then? Well, they just distract you, really, from the other pains that are going on. They give you another 
shot in the arm and, and then you, you forget about what's hurting, you know. Oh, wow, um, wow. But, but that aside, it was, look, it was good. It was, um, it was actually, I had a brilliant crew and, you know, the pilot was fantastic. And um, it was just a dream swim. Everything went brilliant. And, it, like, the time, I'm just over the moon with the time. I'll have bragging rights for a long time. It's to brilliant. It's, it really is so, brilliant. Yeah. And, it, OK, it wasn't your first attempt. My first attempt was last summer. So I would have trained, well, I trained for a couple of years with Mallow Masters. And then I moved on then to Brookfield um, above by UCC, where I trained with, um, I had a coach called Eilish Burns, and she had me basically clocking up to bones of 120, 130 kilometres in a pool every month. My gosh. Um, so you'd, you'd probably hit maybe five 5K every morning, and then you'd have a six hour to do on a Sunday um, in the pool. So that was interesting. So... The first swim, look, things went went against me between weather, getting sick, I suppose, four hours in, and then swimming on empty for another seven hours. And eventually, look, I, I put it down now that it's, it's done, that I was just checking out my landing spot for this year. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where I put it down. To, so. And, of course, there's very... Um, we've spoken on um, many occasions here in the programme with um, Steve Redmond from West Cork, who's, yes. of course, done the... The Ocean Seven, um, but yeah. he talks about like, there's such strict rules around this swim, isn't there? You know, there's yes. like you can't touch the yes. boat and all of that, and then you never actually know until the day if you're going to be able to swim or not. Yes, that that was the hardest this time because I was going back and because you know there were so many people had faith in me to go back um, and and trusted like the support of the family is just like, you can't do it without your family support, but. In the in the year that we've had with COVID and the pools being closed and stuff, I was just you know so nervous going over, um, and especially it being the UK and you're locked up in a hotel, mm. you're waiting for your pilot to ring you. He 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 rang me on the Sunday night and said Monday morning was off. And Monday morning I rang him and he said Tuesday looks better, and then when you ring him Monday evening. Tuesday is off because Wednesday looks better. So the weather keeps kind of slightly yeah. adjusting. And at that point, I just had to call it and say, look, Andy, we, we, uh, Andy King was my boat pilot um, from over and over. And I said, look, Andy, I think we just need to go tonight. We just need to kill it. Because you have expenses. Like every night you're over there, you're, you're paying for your crew and everything. So yeah. expenses are, are just mounting up. Um but you had the strictness of it, like you can't touch the boat, you're, you're feeding from a bottle at the end of a string. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's some tough stories out there of people that get so close and it gets stopped for whatever reason. And, you know, it, it could be 100 metres from the French shore and, oh. and it's null and void, you know. Oh, dreadful, so, dreadful. And there's that amazing, there's that, the, that amazing statistic that more people have reached the top of Mount Everest and have conquered yeah. the channel. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I was looking over those this morning and uh, helped one of my car colleagues. You have something like 5,000, I think, have climbed Everest, where you just over 2,000 have done a solo in, in uh, the channel. Well. Um, um, so, yeah, I did, I'm, I'm delighted with it. Um, like, the average swim time is 16.32, I think, mm. over all the years. And, and to do eleven forty nine coming under twelve is 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 is, is, is absolutely uh, incredible. Yeah. And you use the swim to raise money for the wonderful Mallow Daycare Centre. Yes, yes, 
I um, that was the the first year of training. I decided um, because of what I was doing, and Eilish Burns, uh, who was coaching, she doesn't take any fees from us. Nothing provided. You know, you can pick a charity, and no better charity than Mallow Daycare. And um, my own father has gone there, so um, I was just overwhelmed with the support I got from from the local community and through work colleagues and all, just to to get I think it was just um, 7,000 euros so oh, I was good. delighted with that Fantastic um, Now this year I went a bit under the radar to get the swim done because you you can't keep reaching out to the same people I know, you know, I, know, you know I know I just was happy that money was banked and with the daycare centre and then to actually get the swim done after people supporting me the way they did was, was just brilliant And when did you develop an interest in this in long distance swimming? Um I suppose like like a lot of fellas, really, when the GA career in, you're getting so many splinters on the bench. <laughs> I um I I joined. I moved back to Mallow from. I was working with Green Corps, and um, when Green Corps were shutting down operations in Kildare and stuff, I moved back home and got married. And I joined um, Mallow Masters, and I started doing. You know, the more swims I was doing, it became a lap of Sandy Cove. It became different things and. The more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. Um, and then I got to the stage where, you know, you need to drop the, the wetsuit and just do it in your togs. And the more I built up the immunity to the cold, um, the more I realised, you know, that this this can be done. Like there's, there's targets out there and, and have a cut off one of them. Um, it's very funny you mentioned Steve Redmond. He, he posted a lovely um, message that I got on the whiteboard during the swim. Uh, last Tuesday yeah, and I had done to do the English Channel you have to do qualifying swims so a six hour in water temperature of say 14 degrees um, is, is what's required 14 or less so I had done two six hours this summer in Loch Ayn. Yeah. so I'm swimming away in the channel next thing up was the whiteboard and it says Steve Redmond just phoned <laughs> which you're thinking God like what <laughs> Steve Redmond's ringing you know and uh, he said Get the swim done and get the hell out of Loch Ah, that'll be Steve. Fantastic. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. And what's, yeah. for you, swim-wise, have you, what's next? Or is there a next? Um, uh, <laughs> I better not mention it or I'd be shocked. So at the moment, <laughs> it's, it's stoning tools and a bit of family time. Because yeah, that's in fairness, any time I went to the beach with the kids the last two years, it's, um, you know, I go missing for an hour or two and then I come back and you do the sandcastles where no, you can just do the sandcastles straight away. You know? And that's important so, as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And enjoy yeah. your, your downtime yeah. because you certainly deserve it. Everyone's very proud of you, uh, Adrian. And thanks a million for sharing it with us today on the programme. No problem. Thanks Good for morning Thank to you. you. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye. Adrian Healy there uh, from Mallow on... It's an amazing achievement to swim the uh, English Channel. Back in February, I spoke with Declan Good from County Kildare, who four years earlier had lost his wedding ring at the Warren Strand in Moscarbury. Four years later, he was reunited with his wedding band. And I started by asking him, could he remember how he'd lost it? So back, um, so go back to 2016, um, the June bank holiday weekend. I was holidaying with my family down in West Cork. Um, down in Ross Carberry. And that morning, um, I, I went cycling on my own over to the Bearer Peninsula. I spent a few hours on a bike over there and um, could recollect um, afterwards 
um, hearing something um, on the ground like a piece of metal as I was um, as I was climbing a hill outside of Castletown Bear, and got back to Roscarbery later on that afternoon and met my family who were on the beach, um, the Warren Beach near Roscarbery, and um, later that evening back in the house uh, discovered that I was missing my wedding ring. So we were thinking about it and automatically, I suppose, the focus went back to the Bear Peninsula and the bicycle incident. And in fact, myself and Sarah, my wife, headed down there the next morning and we traced, we, we walked about two to three kilometres of the roadway there outside of Castletown Bear um, and, and actually found a piece of metal on the ground in, 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 in roughly the spot where I could uh, recollect hearing something. But un- unfortunately, it wasn't It wasn't ring. your ring. So you... you, so you but you didn't think you'd lost it on the beach. Never thought about the beach. Always thought it was while cycling, you know. And had um, the ring been loose on your finger, Declan? Um, look, a wedding ring, I suppose. There's, there's always there's a, there's always a bit of ebb and flow in terms of uh, of, of 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 your finger, you know, yeah. and um, and shape and and things. So it'd always be a bit of loose, looseness, maybe if it was if it was if it was if it was straight out, for instance. But it hadn't fallen off. You hadn't lost it before that. No, I hadn't lost it before then, no. So you went no, home no. from the holiday thinking, that's it, I've lost... And at that stage, how many years married were you? Um, so we were married... Yeah, so 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 we were... Um, so, so we would have been at that stage, let me see, at that stage we would have been uh, six years married. Six years married. Okay, so yeah. you left the holidays thinking, that's it, ring is gone. So left the holidays thinking that's it, the ring is gone, exactly. Did yeah. you replace it? So we we did. Um my my wife and my two daughters, Orla and Aoife, presented me with um um a replacement wedding ring on my birthday last March. Um an exact replica, the only difference being they inscribed the three names on the inside ah, of the ah, So a nice yeah. ring, but not the same as the original. So not the same as the original. Yeah, it was the it, no, it was it was the same ring but just different inscription, and bought back at the same shop where we originally had purchased the first one, which was back in Amsterdam. Oh wow! We lived we lived in Amsterdam for nine years, and we lived over um, a jewelry shop, and um, we became quite good friends um, with 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 the family who ran that shop. Oh, that was nice um, and nice to go back and get and to get the same ring. So exactly, then, so yeah. then, bring us forward to now. And I know we did a shout out on behalf of the Gardaí in West Cork because they were desperately trying to reunite you with the ring. When did you hear that your wedding ring had been found? So we heard that the wedding ring. Uh, yeah. So so um, so I look. I was contacted um, by by friends of mine, um, Sheila and Adrian Stack, who are friends of mine from Middleton and County Cork. Okay. And um, they contacted me uh, one Sunday night there recently and said, look, we see something on Facebook. Um, it's a long shot. Did you lose your wedding ring? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, I did. did. <laughs> I did. And, um, and it was a, lo- a very long shot because, in fact, Sheila and Adrian um, couldn't attend my wedding because her sister um, was getting married um, the following day. So she recognised the date and the inscription oh. on the room, and of course traced like Sarah was my wife. So that's where where the connection was made. So it was a very long shot. Well, the chances then, of that that she'd actually remembered the date exactly, and and she it was shared to her through a friend of hers who probably got it shared by somebody else, you know. 
and the way Facebook works, etc. So it was, it was, it was a real a miracle, really, that it got back to us. You know, yeah, because people, were, yeah, because we were just calling out. It was Declan, and uh, we were saying Sarah. You're saying you say Zara. You pronounce your wife's yeah, name? Sarah. Sarah. Yes, exactly. uh, yeah, we yes. were just, well, we were calling out Declan and Sarah was what we were calling out. Does anybody know Declan marriage with Sarah? He's after losing his wedding ring. And, yeah. you know, and we were, you know, again, we did say it's a bit of a long, we thought maybe it was local. Then we said with so many people, such a beautiful beach, so many people visit and, yeah. and whatever. And it's, and you have it back now. So we have it back. Yeah, exactly. Um, have it back. It's on the finger now as I speak. <laughs> did you um, come back so. to West Cork to retrieve it or how did you get it back? Uh, so I was, I was, I was, yeah, came back to, to, to County Cork. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I'm from, I'm from Middleton. So oh, I, yeah, okay. Down there, yeah. You don't, you don't have too far to go. All yeah. right. And you're, and it's fishing you okay now, is it? Yeah, look, it's, 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 um, I had to put it on the middle finger because, the, the, yeah, <laughs> we were laughing about that at the weekend, you know, so, um, so the, 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 the the normal ring finger is a little bit uh, um, little isn't big big enough anymore. You know? Are you after losing weight? I lost a little bit of weight, Patricia. Yes, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's all it's all that. It's cy- all good news, you know. It's all that cycling. It's all that cycling, exactly. <laughs> well, um, but, but look, there's there's a lot of people obviously that should be thanked along the okay. way here. And um, there's there's obviously somebody who originally found it on the ring. Uh, sorry, found it on the beach in uh, in Ross Carberry. Um, that person, the the the, the guardy in in Bandon, have been unable to contact that person. Um, so maybe if that person is is listening, um, you know, if they could make maybe contact with the the Bandon Garda Guard station. Because it was great, just you know. it was just handed in, wasn't it? And nobody left a name. It was handed in, yeah. um, and I think that they've tried to find the, the finder. Um, and of course, in in, in the Bandon Garda station, there's there's three very good people there. There's um, uh, Patricia, Damien, um, and Brendan. You know, um, who made the efforts over over Facebook. Or I think I believe over the years to try to find. They did, the yeah, they know. did. It kept coming up every and, now and again. It was great. And, and then it ended up, I believe, in, in Clonakilty District Court, and it was going to be forfeited to the state. Oh. So, thanks to um, the judge there, um, Judge McNulty. Um, who, who I, I think just said, look, can you just try for one more weekend? You never know if the owner might pop up, you know. Um, so if that hasn't happened, we wouldn't be speaking this morning, you know. Isn't that terrific? That's a, it's, a, it's a lovely, happy, uh, happy end to, to, the, to the story. Listen, uh, many, many years of happiness to yourself and to uh, Zara uh, Declan. And thanks a million for joining us on the programme today. You're very welcome. Thank okay, you very God much. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 That is uh, Declan Good, originally from Middleton, but now living in County. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. During this current pandemic, comedy is something that we all need a little bit of to try to take our minds off the challenging times in which we find ourselves in. Comedian Pat Short has started a Wellness Hour podcast and uh, he joins me. Uh, good morning to you, Pat. Good morning, Patricia. Yeah, you, you're, you're laughing already at the idea of a wellness uh, podcast. That's it's the Now, first of all, it's the Wellness Hour with Pat. Yeah. Boss, boss, boss. It's not an hour. No, it's about to give me 26 minutes. But haven't you 34 minutes yourself then? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thinking behind us. And you can do what you want then, you see, you've loads of time in your hands. So it's, it's, it's wellness in that respect. Okay. Apart from that, there's absolutely nothing to do with wellness at all. <laughs> okay, for, before we talk about it, I take yeah. it all your shows had to be cancelled. Are you hoping to reschedule or are they just all gone? Yeah, they're, no, most of them actually are rescheduling all of them as far as right. one or two may be gone just because of the logistics of trying to get them back into the venue. Um, most of the, the venues have offered us a, um, an, an alternative date. I suppose the problem, Patricia, is trying to find that date and when to put it in because it keeps pushing out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's fair enough. We have to stick with it until it's all sorted. So so it's a difficult time for any, um, any theatre around the country or hotels um, trying to reschedule and I suppose a lot of the hotels have had to lay off their staff so they have a skeleton staff trying to organise this and a myriad of other things they're trying to do as well aside from our gigs which wouldn't be the most important but anyway everything is trying to we're trying to work around everything and, and get our heads around all this uh, as much as everybody else but sure I suppose uh, there, there's other people with bigger problems out there So Yeah and as we'll all pass and we will all get back yeah. out and we will all get and we'll have all these shows uh, to look forward to so how did the podcast come about were you doing that before this happened or was it since? I was. I was doing it beforehand. I was working. I, it came about. I, I kind of had the idea for it, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's a lecturer in, in uh, LIT in Limerick, Limerick Institute of Technology, and he's got a film department there. And he used to work with me years ago uh, on Killing a Scully and that. And, and I was talking to him about. It. He said, "Got to be a great project to work with the students." At so I was working with the students up until the college had to shut down, I suppose. And uh, we were we were working on the episodes. And I suppose the whole idea. I don't know. I suppose there's so much talk about wellness and mindfulness and cookery books and godness what everything else that's out there. I just thought I'd have a bit of a laugh uh, with the subject matter and, and have a bit of crack uh, with different characters. So my my uh, podcast, when you mention podcast, I think a lot of people uh, think it's going to be an interview situation, but in my case, I've created a radio style show where I have different contributors uh, coming on to me. So my, my character, Pa, is the DJ, local uh, radio station in, in rural Ireland, that's where I'll put it. And uh, he's, uh, it's like a community station. And he's got contributors coming in uh, doing different things. It's like a magazine show. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Very good, yeah. And I, I suppose my characters are that bit different. I've got a doctor who thinks we should be doing more procedures on ourselves and we'd save ourselves a lot of money. So he proceeds to do a procedure on himself live on the radio every week <laughs> and that just turns to disaster as one can imagine. Um, I've got, um, I've got a, yeah, I've got a character, William Lumby, who we, we visit his house every week to, to, to talk to him about mindfulness and well. And every week he's got something new on to go but I think 
we just catch them at a bad time every week. I yeah. think you'll have to tune in yeah. to hear. And, and yeah, I love the uh, the visit to the nursing homes. Oh, away in a home, yeah. Away, away. <laughs> <laughs> that again is is a. Uh, a guy going to, the, the PA goes to, the, to do a, a, a weekly interview and chat with a couple of local guys in the, the nurse home and sure, that never turns out right either um, half the time you don't know who he is yeah, <laughs> so, yeah and so, they can't hear him and, he, and he's, yeah, yeah. the hearing aid isn't turned up and, <laughs> and he doesn't have a lot of patience with these poor elderly, no, elderly no, uh, residents uh, and how many how many of them have you done? I've done five and I'm, I'm currently work- I should have it's a, I was doing a, a series of six Okay. And we just got cut out in the, the end of the studio, so I brought home all the files with me. And funny enough, since since the the virus hit and all the gigs have been stopped, I mean, we've just been up the walls in the office. And then uh, 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 a strange twist, uh, Kilna Scully, RT approaches about Kilna Scully and some other channels as well, because they know we have a quite a, a, a volume of, of series. We've 35 episodes of Kilna Scully there. You see, I, this is a couple of weeks ago now, I think, when the pandemic first started, the amount of people that were contacting us saying, wouldn't it be great if RTE ran some of the old programmes yes. again? And Glenrow now was one that was mentioned. But Killing a Scully kept getting mentioned. Yeah. And people were making the point that there is a generation who don't even know what Killing what Kill Scully is. And then oh. I was thinking, I was thinking, but Killing a Scully wasn't that long ago. It's, it's 20 years ago. It's 13 years since the last episode went out, yeah. at least. And we ran for five to six years before us. So, yeah, you're right. 20 years since the first series came out. Unreal. I, I can't believe it myself. And I, I started watching it again recently, and it's it really stands up. And it's great crack, and it's great fun. And it's exactly what people need at the moment. A bit of escapism and switch off from the news for a, a half an hour, an hour. Uh, I can assure you, when Killing the Scully's over... It'll, the bad news will still be there. <laughs> no, no. And have they, have you a date and a time for when they're going to start showing it? I don't. No. Okay. I, uh, I, it'll be very shortly. I mean, I think you know, I was originally given one or two dates. I won't give a date because uh, uh, I think they may change it and they yeah. may not. But I know they're very keen to get it out on air. I think it's a general consensus. I was talking to some of the executives in RT. And they said in the European sense, uh, the European channels are doing something similar. They're bringing back a lot of the nostalgic old comedy shows. Yeah. Just just to give people a lift and, to, you know, just to distract them from all the terrible news that's out there. We can't get away from it. We won't get away from it. But we could at least break from it for an hour or two and, and ease ease up things a little bit. You and know? with all the social distancing and the way people are working from home, they're not making programmes anymore. Well, they can't. Yeah, I mean, I was in the middle of a shoot in Belfast when we had to stop and that's not finished. That was due to go out in the autumn, I would imagine, this year uh, on an English channel. And uh, I know there was a big shoot in the west of Ireland for RT. They were starting a drama there and that was cancelled as well. Everything had to stop of, for obvious reasons. But of course, even when this finishes, it'll only start picking up again. So there's going to be nine months to 12 months at least of, of not being able to see new content on the TV only stuff that might have been in the edit rooms yeah. um, that that will be out maybe later this year but it'll be short and then of course all the sports is gone yeah. uh, everything's gone so there's hours and hours of, of TV time that, how many good. episodes of Killing the Scully did you make? we made 35 episodes did you? plus I think four Christmas specials so I know. Was, and come here knowing RT we'll get the Christmas specials yeah. as well which is absolutely fine which is 
absolutely fine. Well, it's it's interesting you say because one of the Christmas specials we had was over a million viewers. I yeah. mean, people forget how big a show. Now it's different times, Patricia. You know, yeah. I mean, we're now into the the time of internet and and on demand television, but we were getting seven hundred thousand viewers a night for Kinder Scully. And as soon as I was talking about Kinder Scully to anyone, the one character that always comes to mind for me, and I couldn't believe how it came to mind for so many other people, is. Goretti, <laughs> the, the, the power walker. I, I mean, know. But she, she's as relevant today as she ever was. There's still a power walking. Absolutely. And it's funny, I was telling the story to someone the other day that, that uh, the, the, one of the directors we had, we have various direct, directors on it, he was based in England and his partner came over and she, she had seen some of the episodes before she came over and she told me straight out, I didn't get the power walkers. It's very much an Irish phenomenon <laughs> until I was here staying in the hotel and I, she used to travel late to set uh, up to visit us and she said like the women would put the kids to school and they'd all get out and power walk. So uh, no matter what country lane you end up, you've found at least two or three power walkers. <laughs> and we're great. It's a great country. Now more than ever, people are out walking. I, I'd say people walk now that never walked in their life. <laughs> why, 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 why would Goretti make it the two kilometre rule? Would she just keep powering around the two kilometres? Oh, of course she would. She'd yeah. go through a ditch in the dike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, Listen, you, I'm so oh, looking forward to her coming back. I, I, I really am. Now, the other thing I have to ask you about, tell me about the Sharon Shannon's oh, five, five day challenge. If I could just say, I hate Sharon Shannon. Uh-huh. Oh, Sharon. <laughs> um, she, I've known Sharon for God of donkey's years uh, since early days of the Unbelievables. We've been very good friends. Uh, we all just tour and work the same circuit, Monty and other, but... Um, she she's taken on um, Robbie Henshaw the, the, the rugby player has come up with a, a five day challenge for the charity of his choice of course Cousin uh, is the charity uh, based in Galway so he approached Sharon asked Sharon would she do a five day challenge which is you take up something you've never done before and you try to master it over five days okay. uh, that could be painting a picture playing a mus- musical instrument whatever it is and Sharon then nominated myself Ray Darcy and uh, Nathan Carter uh, to do to be her three nominees and um, and she herself did electric guitar didn't she she's decided to do electric guitar yeah. I in my stupidity I bought a concertina years ago and never never ever played it my grandfather used to play it and I had it in my head I'd love to play a tune uh, yeah. on the concertina and uh, so I said yeah sure look I'll give the concertina a go <laughs> I swear to God I had it at home the first night I, I had it and I was watching a, a tutorial on the internet and I, I couldn't get the same notes out and I was thinking what's going on it was a half an hour before I realised I had it upside down <laughs> <laughs> and she, meanwhile, sends me a clip of her playing like fucking rock and roll on the guitar, and I'm going, "I hate you with a passion." Like she's such a genius musician. But that, those can't—that's not the easiest. Instru- it looks easy. No, it's not easy at all. It's not easy. It's an no. absolute nightmare. But I'm determined to keep at it, uh, even if it's three blind mice. Yeah, that's uh, And I've nominated Mike Hanran from Stockton's Wing. Uh, okay. Mike is going to play, I think he's going to play uh, Tim Whistler or something on the wow. piano, uh, which he's never played before. And uh, Sarah Green from Dublin Murders, an actress. I was actually working with her on the shoot in Belfast before we we had to stop. And we, we did spend a couple of years working on Broadway in West End together. So she um, she's she's going to, I don't know what she's going to do. Um, I'm surprised if she'd do anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's a great cork woman, of course. <laughs> she could do anything, and that's the whole. I, I, what I like about this five day challenge, you can, it's, it can be anything. It could be anything. It can be anything, anything that you within the within the two kilometre limit of your home. Please. Uh, <laughs> 
Absolutely. Where Where were you based for for lockdown? Well, I'm in, in Limerick, really? uh, up, up in Limerick, uh, County Limerick. So I, uh, that's my home. And People abiding by the rules and regulations? Oh, I think they are, yeah. But on the, like, I mean, it's very hard where I'm living. There's about four supermarkets in the area. So there's a lot of traffic. But I assume it's people just driving to the shops, do you know? <clears throat> um, no more than that. Yeah. But I, I do, I do. I've talked to friends of mine out in rural uh, County Limerick and they said, yes, they are, definitely. And then they are, I mean, <clears throat> realistically, after six o'clock in the city of Limerick, it's, it's dead. You know. Yeah, yeah, we're we're the same here in Cork. Even though we're just, it's people in West Cork. There's a lot of people heading to holiday homes. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think gee, give it a break. You know, yeah. there's plenty of time in the rest of the year for that. Yeah, it's, I, it's, don't, I don't think you need to do that. It's now. one year and one year only. Yeah, yeah. And Tim says, is there a low calorie organic jumbo breakfast roll available? Uh, the B side of the breakfast roll is called the vegetarian roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if he flips his jingle, he'll have there. I, I laughed away. Everyone reckons we're all going to put on so much weight at the end of this lockdown because we just all seem to be eating so much oh, more food than normal. But you listen, we'll, lo- we'll oh, lose look. that afterwards as well. It's a pleasure as always to talk to you, uh, Pat. We oh, look, we so look forward to seeing Killing the Scully back on the TV oh, and yeah. you back out on the road again, which which hopefully will be won't be too long away. Thanks, Patricia. Good Thanks talk for to taking you. time out. Bye bye. Bye bye. The wonderful Pat uh, Short. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.